Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Man, welcome back. So good to see you. The sermon has two titles. They are visual titles. As some of you are aware, I'm Rebecca Nelson. Uh, does a lot of graphic design work here for CCF. Is Rebecca right here? Oh, hey. And uh, as you may not know, she likes to work well in advance, so she has plenty of time. So I think four or five, six weeks ago, I said, Rebecca, for this Isaiah sermon, would you mind reading all of Isaiah? But then would you mind memorizing the last 27 chapters? And could you, from that, turn the last 27 chapters that you've memorized and meditated on and Haggad over, uh, could you turn that into, like, two visual titles? Is that, like, six weeks sound ri- right for that? So she did. And uh, there's one. <laughs> Wait, why is it funny? Is that, like, a youth thing, a culture thing? Um, I, th- I was like, oh, okay, I did, that's, that's pretty good, I guess. Um, and then she had a second one that was like, there's, like, some complex some complex symbology going on. I can't swear to know what it all means. Um, but I have taken um, some inspiration from those. She actually, um, she brought them. She gave them to me. And she said um, afterwards, whoever wants them, she'll sign um, a copy. So the first two worthy recipients, um, she can sign those for you. Thank you, Rebecca. Those are the two titles as... Miss Nelson hath decreed. Would you hear this? It's the end of Isaiah 45. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. It's a couple verses from here at the end of Isaiah chapter 45. And there you go, shotguns, you owe me $100 because this sermon is not Isaiah 6, as I promised. It is Isaiah 45, and uh, really Isaiah 40 to the end of the book, this, uh, this last chunk of Isaiah here, um, where we see a lot of similar things that we've seen um, throughout Isaiah and in some of the other uh, prophets that we've heard from. Um, so thank you, Nat, and others who have uh, digested and spewed back up for us uh, minor prophetic words. Um, here at the, the end of Isaiah, um, what I want to do tonight is uh, just try to paint you a picture. It's not quite as good as um, Rebecca's, but just, uh, just paint a picture of uh, the end. <coughs> Here's the, here's the one thing, um, the one thing that I know, like more than I know anything else. Uh, on that day, at the end, Christ shall be all in all. And that's not, I didn't just make it up. It's like in the Bible, if you want to like check it there. Uh, but it's, it's in the Bible because it also is woven into the fabric of creation and uh, my own, uh, for many of you, your own um, experience. Um, on that day, in the end, um, when God finally has God's final way, um, Christ will be all in all. And so there are um, other bits in Isaiah here, other bits you maybe um, even have heard of um, from prophets or 
um, the chapter in Revelation or um, Paul pointing ahead. Um, but the, the vision that we are given um, is that at the end, and indeed after the end, uh, there is God. No more hurting, no more killing, no more learning war, no more resentment and anger, no more bitterness and tiredness and tears. Um, on that day, at the end and after the end, uh, there is God where Christ is all in all. And um, as I've been uh, dwelling in, in these bits of Isaiah here, uh, we get this, um, this kind of effect where, where Isaiah is zooming out and he's trying to point to that end. He talks about the mountain of the Lord and on that day, here's what it's going to be. Um, and then he zooms back in and he says, that's why, silly kids, like wake up and start living um, in light of that. Like how can you be doing this when you know that that's where we're headed and that's where God is pulling us. And so how are you, how are you hurting and killing? How are you living um, idolatrously, seeking things that are less than God as if they're God? How are you um, not becoming fully yourselves in relation to uh, everyone else um, around you? Like, how can you do that when um, the picture that we're given, that, that we uh, d don't have to just believe because we're given it, uh, but, but we do, we feel it. In, in our deepest longings, we're drawn toward a kind of wholeness um, that can only be um, when God knits back together and fixes all, all of the stuff that's gotten broken and twisted and pull, pulled apart. Uh, that deepest longing in us uh, you, you could say, like, well, it seems like wishful thinking. We hope it's like that, and so it's going to be like that. Maybe. Uh, my question is, are you familiar with a better, um, truer-sounding story than that all that we know and see and are and fight against and uh, live into ends like that with, with perfect wholeness? How, how, else, how else could it, I, I guess, is my question. Like, I, I don't... How else, how else will all of this end? In the beginning, behind everything, um, we, we sense, we intuit, we, we feel in our bones that there is a goodness behind what, what drives us and the ways that it's broken. The brokenness only makes sense because there's something good and whole in order to be broken. And so the fact that we lament that means that we come from some original absolute goodness, which is God. If there is an absolute original goodness, which is God, um, how can there be any final state of things that is less than other than that? Like, philosophically, that makes no sense, really. And, and we should, that's not to be glib. Like, we should entertain the other possibilities. We should stare hard at um, all of the evidence that seems like, well, maybe everything is just hell and there is absolutely nothing else and that's all there is. Stare at that, sit with that, sink your teeth into that, try to wrap your mind around that, try to live that with other people. I, I'm, I'm getting older, but I, I, I promise you, uh, it, it's not escapism for me and the people I see um, who witness best to the absolute love of God um, that came before and to the absolute love of God that will come after. Um, it's not escapist wishful thinking for them um, it is deep in their bones and the rhythms of their bodies in the world. Um, they, they live this because they, they, they know it. And not know it like they got the answer right. They, they know it like they live in the hope of that. And it's the only kind of living that, that makes any sense. Really. And it makes sense of the ways that, that we're drawn to 
lesser things, that we, that we stop short. Um, when, when God says here, uh, turn to me all the ends of the earth and be saved, he has in mind um, a worldwide, a cosmic scope. How much is going to be good on that day? Every single freaking thing, all of it. Turn to, turn to me, all the ends of the earth. See me correctly. Live in light of me. Not in some weird, narcissistic, weird way, but because me, God, uh, I am the one who created you. I'm the one through Christ um, who is in you. And so that is being put back together. And on this final day, um, from everywhere, all things are, are put back together, reconciled, restored, back to the way um, that God wants them. <clears throat> in this earlier parts of Isaiah 45, which I'm not going to read much of to you now, um, you, you get this refrain. If you listen to it out loud, as I have a few times over the past couple weeks, um, you will hear... I am the Lord, and there is no other. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I am the Lord, and there is no other. The call um, from God through Isaiah to the people um, to return, to wake up, to repent. Um, the, the call is anchored in, I am God, and there is no other. So that when every knee bows, every tongue swears allegiance to God, it's not some weird power trippy kind of like, that's right, out of fear and like, ah. Uh, w when every knee bows and, and every tongue confesses, uh, you are it. Um, they're, they're doing it, they're, they're simply getting aligned with, with reality, with, with the way that things are. They're seeing clearly through the ways that we live sinfully and idolatrously um, are eventually um, going to, to uh, melt away. Like, God's judgment on those things is not some weird, like, you chose the wrong thing, and so, ha, punishment. God's judgment is the light of his pure goodness and beauty and truth melting away. Everything that is, that is less than and false. Um, everything that, like, uh, the, that pains us, that, that we strain for and are killed by. God's judgment um, is light that, that melts all of that away and leaves only what is good and right and beautiful and true. Christ is all in all. All, all relations are, are defined by the, the fruit of the Spirit that, that Jesus is and lives. Um, God, God's judgment, I am the Lord and there is no other, um, is, not, is not a threat. It's an, it's an invitation. C come back home. C come back to being in right relation with me and therefore yourself and with others and the, the creation itself. I am the Lord, there is no other. Um, the, the ways that you then twist and pervert and, and go for um, trying to fulfill yourself and get safety and feel good and whatever, um, those, those things, it's not so much that they're, they're bad, they're, they're, they're not real. And so what it produces then is all this like unreality, the sin and darkness. And when God says, I am the Lord and there is no other, before everything, there I am and I'm good, after everything, there I am and I'm good, even now, here in the meantime, I am the Lord and there is no other, is an invitation to wake up to that reality. So here at the end of Isaiah, God's message to the people of Israel, is, is wake up to that. Look ahead and see, feel yourself pulled toward um, the, this thing where, where we are in perfect union together. And so now start living in light of that, live, live accordingly, live appropriately. 
um, live in the ways that you can that are in line with what is good and true and real. Uh, watch as your idolatrous notions and your desires are, are cleansed and purified. Again, not in some weird, like I'm shaking my finger at you, but like, oh, I, I want to see you and you in relation to everything else be what it should be, could be, will one day be. That's the, that's the invitation here. <clears throat> and we don't have time to get into all of it, but in, in these uh, surrounding chapters, there's also this interesting back and forth where uh, God, through Isaiah, is talking to the people of Israel, God's chosen people, and then he's talking to the, the nations, the surrounding nations, the conquering nations. Uh, and in both cases, um, God's issue is, God's interest is, an invitation um, to, to see me, turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. Uh, and the, the, the issue is um, idolatry in both cases. So when, when God chooses Israel, he doesn't choose them and set them apart. He does set them apart. Um, and he doesn't then say, uh, now let's together like go and get all these other guys, all these bad nations for their idolatries because they have their idols. Uh, God laments the fact that there are people walking around in darkness um, worshiping idols. Uh, but God knows also and is very clear um, th throughout all these chapters. Um, the warnings come straight back on Israel. Um, you too are idolaters. It's, it's not like uh, you are chosen and therefore you're the special us and there's all the evil them and let's shake our fists and get them. And one will be good when they all wake up to, to what is real. Um, God says in both cases, my judgment, the burning light of my true perception um, shines on you, my people Israel, and I want you to repent of your idolatries. You also worship in ways that um, are less than, than perfect worship of me. You also live in ways, in relationships with others, that are less than what is real and what I hope and, and what is coming. And so you repent of that so that you can be with me and you will be a light to the other nations and then we will work together and they will see and they will come. Turn to me all the ends of the earth, everybody else. Um, come and see this thing, this real thing of people who have been purified, who are walking in repentance with God, and, and use that as a mirror to see for yourself the ways that you um, are idolatrously living in fear. God's issue, God's interest, um, is for God's people, Israel, um, to be uh, walking in, in purified covenant with him um, so that the whole world can, can then be redeemed. And, and that's the vision here. I'm going to read this passage again. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance. This invitation to look, uh, to consider, to imagine what is it that God wants, um, can for us uh, expand our vision of what it is that God is wanting from us, what it is that God is wanting in the world. Uh, and the, the, this bit here that on that day and look to what is coming uh, is to increase our appreciation for and our humility in the face of um, what God is at work doing is reconciling every single thing back to himself. And so now, 
um, as you look to, to your concerns, your homework and your annoying roommates and the thing with your family and how to, you know, figure out, like, how do I deal with money and time and sex and all of these things, um, as you do that, um, you're doing it um, with the notion that you're participating with God in the restoration that he's trying to bring about. And that's a long, slow process. That's glacially slow. Like, God has a very long view here. Uh, but, but you can act um, boldly and in, in, in hope um, that God is drawing you along with all the rest of creation um, that way. And so there's, there's this kind of way that you're, you're actually swimming uh, with the, the, the tide. You're swimming uh, with the current of the way that things are moving. There's an inevitability to uh, the good God from before now is, is shadowed and things have gotten twisted and broken uh, but all of those broken pieces are, are slowly coming back together. And, and God's invitation um, is for us to, to see that and, and participate with that and, and move that way. And so when we're standing in any given place, it's not so much like we're, do I choose this? Do I choose that? Do I choose this? Do I choose this? Is this good? Is that bad? Um, we, we're learning. We're coming to life. Jesus has, has brought us back to life, and we're learning what it is to live, and so we, we go in that way. Here's vitality. Here's life. Um, <clears throat> has anyone seen the movie Iron Giant? Lots of people. Okay. Wow, okay. Oh, well, that's good. So I don't have to go into, like, a whole huge, like, perfect explanation then. The, imi the image that I keep having... Well, first, I'm going to read you this. Got you all excited about the Iron Giant. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. This is an image of a cosmic Christ, the one that I've been, been describing, and um, I'm not making it up. Like, this is, this is Colossians. This is, like, littered throughout the Bible. Uh, but some of you are probably like me, um, where for most of your life, you've had kind of a small vision of who Jesus is. Like, here's this guy, Jesus, from Nazareth. He's five foot four and a half, and he did this. And uh, then he got nailed to a cross, and that was too bad, but it's good news for us, so yay. And like that's that, and that's that's true. That's a part of who Jesus is. Uh, on the other hand, at the same time, um, Jesus is um, th th Jesus is the he's he's God. Like Je Jesus is the one through whom all things were created, and not just him like sitting pointing his finger, uh, but but he is in all things. Like the the all the atoms, they all reverberate with like the rhythm of Christ, and th this like can can produce kind of a different vision for how you move through the world. And for me, for a long time, like, I've I just, I lived in fear of, like, doing anything wrong. And I saw Jesus as, like, the little guy over there, kind of a big guy, little guy who loomed large. And, like, I didn't want to, you know, screw anything up or, you know, cho choose the right, whatever. Uh, and 
uh, this vision of a, of a cosmic Christ through whom everything came together and in whom all things hold together, like that, that vision of a Jesus where, where then uh, I, can, I can picture myself and us together and everything else like on the way toward being put back together where all those atoms are back in the right configuration, that kind of a final restoration, if that's who and what Jesus is, like that's, that's different from like a, and so that's why you don't do bad things, kids, because Jesus. And that's a, it's, it's a different picture, produces a, a different point, a different way of, of being, living in the world. So the Iron Giant. Uh, you know the part like kind of early on where, I, it wasn't from the guns, I don't think. He gets like, you know, the exploded, separated. Is it the guns? It's like when the army guys come. Train, okay, so the train hits him. Max was homesick from school and watching it, and I was like kind of over watching it for the first time in a few years. Uh, so anyway, the Iron Giant, big, whatever. Uh, <coughs> uh, his body gets blown apart, and the kid, who is his like kind of scared friend, is like, oh, crap, and he's crying, and like, oh, shoot. And then, like, uh, the, the Iron Giant has this weird thing. Um, where when his little you know uh, metal parts get blown to bits, um, they naturally, instinctively want to be reconstituted, and so they, you know, his little like piece of air starts rattling and like starts, and all the pieces like start coming back together, and then the kid turns around and is like ah, you're like you're back, you're reconstituted, you're whole again. I thought you were gone, um, and so that's like a little a nice little foreshadowing. That's a thing that happened. The end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, um, there's like the final. Spoiler, I guess. It's like 1989, so I don't, you have no excuse. <coughs> At the end of the movie, there's like the big final version of that where it's all this uh, 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 nuclear scary stuff. And so the, the, the Iron Giant like absorbs, you know, protects the people by absorbing all the power of the, we'll call it sin and death, and is just blown to absolute smithereens, like all across the world, to the ends of the earth, little tiny shards and fragments, subatomic particle, particles just shot out everywhere. Um, and at the end of the, that's this is sad, this is a sad story. Uh, the people are saved, but the Iron Giant, who's their hero, savior, um, is, you know, torn apart by it. <coughs> uh, at the end, you get just a, like, Antarctica, Siberia somewhere, like a snow-covered blizzard thing, and then just a little, like, you, s you see the red flashing light, Maybe I, I didn't, I didn't rewatch re this part. What you get is the clear notion from the foreshadowing that now what's about to happen, and maybe a, a long, slow process, is that all of those shards and fragments are going to slowly be making their way back to be reconstituted again as as the Iron Giant. Okay, watch this. <coughs> this cosmic Christ, you remember? Okay, this cosmic Christ um, was nailed to a cross and like absorbed all the like sin and death, all the brokenness of the world, and it it destroyed him. He bled out. He died. He was uh, he was he was buried. His body is spread out over the earth. Uh, and then, uh, miracle of miracles, good news is this: um, he was he was resurrected. His body was put back together. Jesus, this Iron Giant. To go to, it's just the image. I want you to have the picture, okay? But but the 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 good thing that happens is that Jesus is put back together. That's not the final word. Um, and something magic and amazing happens. Um, when he swallows death, 
um, that now in his new wholeness, um, things are slowly going the way of, of the total wholeness. And, and so the, the, the picture that I had um, of, of us, who we are, the way that we participate in that, is that um, when Jesus was exploded on a cross, um, all of creation is exploded because, because Christ is in all things. So everything is, like, is, is beaten, defeated. Sin, death, darkness, they, they, they give it to him. And, and that makes its way through all of creation, all of, cre- all of creation, every uh, atom and molecule um, that, that tenses with the, the pulse of Christ um, is, is in, in, in death, mourns. Uh, but then, um, in Christ's resurrection, when that all comes together, <coughs> it, it comes together in Christ's first resurrection in this, this small, particular, localized kind of way. And it comes together um, as a promise and as a picture of, of the hope that eventually um, everything else is going to follow suit. It's going to be re- reconstituted. So when Christ was resurrected, all of creation, everything else is put back together. It begins the process. The little pieces like start slowly moving. Uh, it begins the process of being put back together. Um, and we, where we find ourselves here in this meantime, uh, we find ourselves joined with Christ, like put to death with him. We take up our own cross, we go down in baptism, and we are joined with Christ in, in that death. As Christ was raised, we are joined with him. And so now, our mission in the world, here in the meantime, before we get to that final day, um, I, I like to think about us um, planted in our different pockets of the world, just around campus here, from the homes that you come from, from the places that you're going to go, the people you know all over the world. Um, each of us are our little promises, our little, like, resurrection promises um, that, that are starting to, like, get up and creep back together and are, are a picture are the first steps, the first fruits of, of the total resurrection that's coming, where everything, turn to me all the ends of the earth and be saved. I am the Lord and there is no other. There's no other thing. God is the, the only thing. God will be the only thing. Of course, the, the, the weird little domain of sin and darkness that we live in right now, it's, it's falling away. It's melting away. Um, and we know that because we've already been raised up out of it and we already feel these inklings and we already live in light of the reality of Christ's resurrection. Um, and we get to do that now with an eye toward the day when God finally freaking finishes and all things um, are brought back together. That's good news. That's, that's, that's good news. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn... From my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow in love. Every tongue shall swear allegiance in joy. Um, Kevin's going to pass around now for our final thing, uh, a, a paper that we're going to do a little um, call and response for. <coughs> As he does that, um, I want to note, on Friday, I'll put a little announcement in the thing, Friday at 11.30, if anybody wants to come join me at the CCF house. Um, I'll do a little lunch thing. There's a chapter from a book that like goes through this process uh, that I was like, re- it's a 35-page chapter. I couldn't just read it to you right here. Uh, but if anybody wants to come and listen to uh, part of uh, a chapter from a 
book from a seminary class that I had. Um, I, I would love to uh, read part of it to you, eat lunch, maybe listen to this Van Morrison song that I also had in mind that uh, fits this perfectly. It's on my record player right now. That'll be Friday at 11.30. Um, what you have in your hands is um, just a little piece of uh, a bigger liturgy from a book that we um, use in different ways and places here at CCF. Uh, a couple hours ago, I was sitting at my desk trying to figure out how to put all of this together. And um, I had all these words and phrases running through my mind. And then I caught, like, as I sit at my desk, in the window in a frame is what you're reading right here. And some little phrase of it caught my eye. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I read the whole thing, and I was like, well, this is, this is just the whole thing. So this is, this is perfect. Um, if you want to stand up now. They managed to capture the whole thing here in a liturgy of praise for Christ who conquered death. Um, so the bold parts um, will be yours. Whoever's feeling bold, um, join in and get it with gusto. I will read the other stuff. <coughs> Let's take a breath first. Oh, yeah, and music people, you can go ahead and come up to your spots because we'll go straight there. <coughs> One more palate cleansing, purifying breath. The victory is yours, O King. Every inch of earth, all the span of heaven, fields and skies and stars and seas, All creatures and peoples, all principalities and governments, all loves, all hearts, all lives, the crown, the throne, the prize, the name above all names, the, the victory over death, the conquering of the grave. Now let your resurrection at last be worked through all the fabric of creation till every fiber, every atom, every particle in play is bathed in holy light, consecrated forever as your own, till every sorrow we've sustained is redeemed, restored, renamed, till ones we've loved and lost and grieved to join are joined to us again, till all the brokenness that breaks our world is by your word made whole. O King of creation, O Christ who conquered death. Amen. You can stay standing for a song. <clears throat>